Hello, and welcome to the She Flourishes podcast, a weekly soul-stirring conversation that lifts you out of the funk and into the flourishing life, so you can live life as the best version of you. I'm your host, Brenda Jasmine. For the past 11 years, I've been coaching women and leading personal development workshops as a speaker and mindset coach. She Flourishes is an extension of those workshops and conversations and is designed to help you create the flourishing life that you were meant to live. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the She Flourishes podcast. I'm Brenda Jasmine and I am thrilled to introduce you to our guest today. He is a storytelling and speaking coach. His name is Alex Street and Alex believes that lasting impact always starts with a story. And from the first time his mom put him on stage when he was in grade two, he has been using his unique gifts to connect with an audience. As an actor, pastor, public speaker, and coach for the past 25 years, he knows firsthand how important a clear story is for personal development, as well as business strategy, and even just having authentic connection in the world today. With his signature story arc method, Alex coaches international speakers, best-selling authors, millionaire founders, and hundreds of business owners around the world with their signature story. So I am thrilled to have Alex here today to share um, not only his background and his storytelling, his signature storytelling method, but also to talk about his newly published book called Story Arc. So welcome to the show, Alex. Oh, Brenda, it is such a joy to be here. This is fantastic. I mean, you just, just we're just starting out with laughter and smiles yeah. here. And so I know this is going to be a great conversation wherever it goes. And uh, yeah, I'm truly honored to be here. So thank you. Thank you for agreeing to be on the show. And I, you know, I really feel grateful to have you on the show because I have a feeling that you know, in a few months or even weeks time, it may be harder to get you on the show now <laughs> that you are a published author. And um, I do have to tell the story of how we met because I just think it's kind of fun and, and funny. Um, so I guess I think it was in October. Um, I went to this live. I've talked on the show about the live podcast recording mm -hmm. I went to with Andrea Crisp. Mm -hmm. And I'm there and just, you know, standing around networking with the other guests that were there waiting for the show to start. And Jeez. like, I'm in mid, <laughs> you know what I'm going to say here, right? I'm yeah. in mid conversation <laughs> with this woman that I've just met. We're having this nice conversation. And honest to God, like she stops, like in the middle of the conversation, looks up and says, oh, Alex Street is here. <laughs> and all of a sudden there's this like, little buzz in the room and all eyes are at the door because Alex Street has walked into this room. And I was like, who's Alex Street? <laughs> so apparently I everyone else it. knew. And um, so like, and I thought it was just funny because suddenly the person I was talking to, like I was chopped liver. It was all about, you know, Alex has now walked into this room. And so I'm like, this is, is he famous? Like, is this guy famous? Because all these people surrounded you, Alex. And uh, it was so fun. And then I came up and I got to meet you. And, and all this to say too, because this can also make it sound like you were this guy with a big ego walking in. Alex just has this huge smile, like, you know, very approachable. And so 
I'm like, okay, I've got to meet this famous guy, Alex. So I went up and met you. And of course, you were lovely. And we got to go out with a smaller group of people with, uh, with for coffee afterwards. So, um, so Alex, like that was my first introduction to you. And I so I kind of know you as the famous guy. And I think... I think now Let's you're just gonna say get fame is relative, right? I mean, I can be famous to my family. I can be famous to my friends. Like that's <laughs> let's just be clear about that. But I appreciate it. That's what a funny experience and, yeah. and interaction and uh articulation of that moment. I think it's great. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm a little shy about telling a story to an expert storytelling coach. So I hope I did an okay. I hope I did that story justice, Alex. <laughs> yeah. I could actually, I mean, I could, we could pick it apart if you want to. I could tell you what was good and why that was, why people would lean forward on that. Um, We could, you know, we could play in that role if you want to. But I think what you say there is so, I mean, the the fame part, we can laugh about that. But there's something actually so, um, so wonderfully affirming about that and that moment. I think we talked about this over coffee later where so much of what I do is, following in the footsteps of my mother who was this outstanding actress and um what i saw from her was yes like she would you know cut my carrots and kind of you know <laughs> hang out with me and and whatever send me off to school but then whenever i saw her in the theater or on uh, specifically on stage but then more so even like after the show when she would come down and talk to the the, the audience that hung around when she walked in the room, heads turned, there was, there was an energy. There was something that she brought. And yes, there was some magic that like, Oh, they just saw her on stage and now here she is this real live person, but she knew it. She knew that when she entered a room that, that she brought something with her, some energy. And then she didn't leave until they all left. Like there was just mm. something. So when I see that, when you say, when you say that, Brenda, mm. when I walked in a room, people turn their heads or whatever, like it brings me right back to, to Maggie, bless her heart and uh, who she was and how she entered a room. And I can only hope and, and continue to uh, carry that kind of an energy and a light mm. into any room that yes. I go into. So it's really just beautiful mm. affirmation of that. So thank mm-hmm. you. You're welcome. And, and it's you, you, I will reflect back to you. You do have what your mother, I never met your mother, but you have that energy. You have that something that when you walk into the room that Oprah calls it like the it factor or the energy, mm. but you have that charisma and that, um, that energy when you walk into a room. Well, I, like I said, I didn't even know who you were. And I was like, something was going on when you walked mm-hmm. into that, that room. So you do, I, I, I think you, you must've got that from your mom, which is really wonderful. Well, that's just stirring something up in me. So thanks for that. You're welcome. <laughs> I know I feel emotional too, but I think it's, you know, and I think it's, um, you know, here we are on the She Flourishes podcast. And before yeah. we hopped on the mic, I was I was telling Alex, he's our our third male guest on the show. And I think it's interesting, you know, as a lot of um, the listeners are moms, right? And it's mm-hmm. like interesting just to think about the impact that we have on our kids and sort of the traits that they take on and how you just never know um, how the things, and I know you're a dad too, right? So like yeah. just the things that you pass on to your kids. So um, well, I think like, yeah. and I look at that, I look at my wife and she's phenomenal. Our kids are 11, 14 and 17 now. So, you, you know, there's 
sort of this aspect of we're we're having more friendship like conversations with them and like hanging out and also trying to be like how do we navigate a conversation to get get in their head instead of they just reveal and share all of their feelings to us when they're toddlers and younger um and so we're looking at that and i'm thinking back to my childhood how i just talked about watching my mom and the things that i saw kind of beneath the surface and i have to we have to remind ourselves of that as parents that oh they're watching and picking up way more than we think they're watching how we carry ourselves or watching how we navigate grief and joy and all of it and talk about our work and our jobs and they're watching. And yeah, as you say, yeah. who knows what they're going to carry with them. Mm-hmm. And this all to me is part of the, the great story that we tell as parents. This is, Absolutely. this is an intentional choice of what story do I want my kids to tell about our family? Yes. And and we do have a lot of actual agency in creating that, I believe. Yes, I think we do too. And I think um, you know, in in you know, us talking about what we were going to talk about today with storytelling. And I think, you know, um, for our listeners, like no matter where you are in your life, whether it's that you're a parent that wants to influence your young person or even your adult, uh, adult child. Um, if you're someone who wants is a business leader and you want to influence your team at work, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a founder, if you're a speaker on a stage, um, storytelling really is, you know, it affects all of us. And it, I think it's a way for all of us to influence others. And I love this idea of with our kids um, being really intentional about the stories we we tell them because they will, they'll like people will always remember a story more than they'll remember a lecture, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, okay. yeah, absolutely. 100%. Because, and it's because stories spark our emotions. Stories ignite the brain. I mean, you want to get really specific in like neuroscience, like you can yeah. teach someone, I can tell you facts and stats, and that's going to connect with one part of your brain, the logical part. And, and you're going to maybe remember those and maybe connect with them, especially if you're a logical thinker. But when you tell a story, you know, as they hook brains up to these things and they tell a person a story, their brains light up, the neurons light up like fireworks. It, it's just, it ignites the entire system to make you think factually. How is that going to happen? Think relationally. Okay. What does that mean for those people? It makes you think visually trying to actually go into the environment. It makes you feel the emotions of what was going on. And then ultimately, if it's a personal story, it builds trust with the storyteller you're like, oh, wow, this person's really been through some stuff. And if it's something I've been through, then we build trust. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. you want to make, I mean, that's why I say lasting impact always starts with a story because nothing has shaped our world quite like storytelling. Yeah. At its greatest form of like on stage from like, you know, people actually speaking orators kind of sharing story all the way down to, yeah, infants, mother and child and saying, you will be loved or you are loved. That's who you are. That's telling a story right off the mm-hmm. bat. Absolutely. And and it's it's not a stretch to go there, I think. No. So, right. It's, it's, yeah. and, and that's why I've dedicated my life work to this because it's mm. it's too important. And it's it's something that is. I think overlooked because it feels too complicated. Would you agree? Yeah. Well, I feel like, you know, even though I've been speaking on, you know, 
I've been a speaker for years and years and mm -hmm. a facilitator, a trainer. Um, I feel like if you were to say to me, Brenda, are you a good storyteller? I would say, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm not so sure I am. Like, and I think of like the master storytellers or think, you know, so I hope that like people listening, like, I hope you're all inspired to learn how to be a good storyteller because mm. like, and you were saying to me, Alex, like people think, yeah, it is complicated. Yeah. Um, but you're saying you're, you were telling me it's actually not as, as it's easier than we think. It sure is. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> this is the good news. <laughs> okay. So um, today um, I will, we'll talk about storytelling and your story arc and sort of how we can, we can tell better stories. And I just, I just got emotional there again, too, for a minute when you were talking about like, it's so cool how our brain is wired for story. Like that's cool. But thinking about our kids, but then the other thing I'm thinking about, and I'm not a grandparent yet, and, but I know some of our listeners probably are. And I just think about, you know, the day when, like, how cool to think about that you might tell a story to your kids or your grandkids or your great grandkids. And long after we're gone, like, how cool would it be if that story lived on that? someone says, oh, my grandfather, or my grandmother used to always tell this story or, and it's, and it has a lesson in it. Like, I mean, it's great with our audiences and, and people wanting to connect, but I just think, wow, like the legacy, even with a family of, of telling st our story is just so powerful. And magical. I think this is your bang on there. This is the beauty of it is that it does last. It just, it lasts beyond the, the person ever will, or the, the moment, right. That the, the story continues. And I think as you say that, that's the key right there. That's where people start to break down and say, I'm not a good storyteller because we're thinking in how do I share the moment of my grandfather fixing that car and then taking it out and meeting my grandmother for his first, like whatever that story is, we're like, I can't tell that and do it justice. And there's an element to that. Of course, that's storytelling. But the simple part of this, Brenda, and this is where I think your listeners are really going to find joy in this, that, as I said earlier, that the story, when it comes down to it, is about that identifying factor. It's that that character trait. It's holding your child and saying, you are not alone. You are loved. Mm -hmm. That's a story. That's that's a story that they will carry with them and know that as a care, like this is who I am. I am loved. So anytime that I feel alone, I don't have to feel that because I know that I am loved by the people around me. So there's that's at the root of it. Mm -hmm. That is the story, the big S story that we tell mm. amongst all the stories that we're going to tell about those people as they grow up and as they continue to go and, and the generations to come. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? That distinction? Yes, it definitely makes sense. I love that. And I think that's really important, um, really important to remember. And I think what's great about that too, is that no matter where you are, those listening, um, you can, everyone can relate to that, right? Everyone can relate yeah. to, to storytelling. So, um, oh my goodness, I have so many <laughs> questions and like my biggest challenge here today, Alex, is like to, to like keep it, um, within the time we have together. <laughs> I like, well, I'm just going to leave. Look, I got a lunch date at yeah, noon. So like, I'm just out of here. You can keep it going if you want. <laughs> Wasn't that great? That famous guy who came to visit yeah. us on the podcast. 
Um, so sorry, Taylor Swift's calling. I have yes, to go. <laughs> yes, right, exactly. <laughs> um, so okay, I am. So the first, I, I have to ask you a question that um, also because I just think this is so timely. So when I first met you and we were having that coffee, you said I'm about to publish this book called yeah. Story Arc. And well, you didn't tell me that you just said I'm about to publish my book. And so we were talking about that and you invited me to your book launch, which sadly I couldn't go to um, because we had a family member that came down with COVID that day. I had all these plans. I, I'd invited a friend and all these plans to come to your, your wonderful launch. But tell me the story of like, because you talk in your, your story arc without giving too much away, like who you were mm -hmm. in the transformation to who you are now. And I would love to hear the story of the Alex I met in the fall who was on about to publish his book and the Alex I'm talking to today in February who has published his book. Mm. And just, I would love to just hear that story of like how, like, cause that's been a huge change in your life. And I'm so excited and happy for you that you, you have launched this baby, this book out into the world. Yeah. So can you just tell us like, if you're willing to share, I would just oh, love absolutely. to hear that story because that's something that's new and fresh since um, since we last talked as well. And I think that's like on the She Flourishes podcast, we're all about like my mission is to help women um, and those who identify as women to step into their gifts and share their gifts with the world. And you are sharing this book is a gift and, and your whole story arc and your storytelling methodology is a gift to the world. And so even just also hearing sort of that story of what is it like to achieve yeah. this goal and dream? And yeah. So can you share a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely. I love this. This is so great. And and here's uh, let me just give you a little behind the behind the curtain into my brain and what's going on in that moment. As soon as you say, can you tell me the story about? I'm going, okay, great. What are we locking into? What's what, what moment, what time frame are we talking about? And so you gave a, a parameter there and you're like, from when I met you in October to now in February, what is the story? What has shifted? And so now I've got this, I'm holding up my two hands. If you can't see as this sort of then and now, so who I was in October and who I am now. So now in my brain, as you're talking and setting it up, I'm trying to figure out, okay, who was I then? How did I feel then when I was presenting that? And how do I feel now? What's different about that? And I can be very clear about that. I, In a second, I'm going to deliver, I'm going to share kind of those feelings. And then if I've got those two points in my mind and I know how I felt then and I know how I feel now, then I just have to fill in the blank and say, okay, well, what's a moment that happened in the last five months? four months, whatever, that changed that. And that's the middle. That's the what happened. That's the climax of the story. So it's it's just three parts. It's who I was, then what happened to make me who I am. And that's what was just cycling through my head to get me to this moment that I can share with you now. That you understand? So, so cool. that, was a, yeah. that was a little technical and kind of a preamble yeah. to the actual story. I love it. And, it. and that is exactly so for, for that is your story arc. Like, so exactly. It's the who I was, what happened is the second part and then who I am now. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so how cool is that that you could actually yeah like feed that and and so that is that. So when someone asks us to tell a story, you have the yeah. ability to actually even on the fly use that methodology, which is really cool. Exactly. And that's, that's what I mean is like when you 
get this, then you're not, I'm not freaking out and going, okay, well, where do I start? And what do I do? I'm just thinking about three points. That's it. And specifically those two, that transformation. And so I would say, as I sit here now, I am more confident and clear than ever that, yeah, I can say, look, this is the story arc enters the room before I do. This is it. This is my brand. This is what I'm known for. This is transforming the world. It's helping people clarify their story. And I can stand on that with more clarity than I ever could. Um, but in October, it was still an idea, a concept. It wasn't a book in my hand yet. It wasn't a thing. It was very close, but it was still coming. So I didn't know what that would look like. I didn't know what kind of impact that would have. I had ideas for that, but there was still this sense of mystery, confusion, mm -hmm. doubt a little bit, mm -hmm. right? You can stand on hope and kind of hope that it's going to be something, hope this will bring me clarity. But when I was talking to you, I was still putting out seeds of how are people going to, how does Brenda respond when I tell her I'm going to be an all like that mm -hmm. was all in there. Mm -hmm. And I think it really does come back, come down to, I held a birthday party slash book launch. I turned 40 and launched a book and invited, well, we had 50 of friends, family, clients mm -hmm. there, and we just had a good time and I got to read some of the book. And in that moment, what was really special was I've shown up for like two, three years, more than that on Instagram kind of trying to get clients, right? I show up mm -hmm. and I'm like, hey, this is what I've got. I'm going to share what I've got and hopefully I can build a business off of this. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But when I tell my friends or my family what I do, nobody understands it. Mm -hmm. Like this is mm -hmm. my online business owner entrepreneurship journey. And maybe a lot of people can relate to that. Yes, <laughs> I sure can. They don't get it. They're like, ah, oh, good for you. Okay, great. Wow. You own your own business. In that moment at that party, when I got an opportunity to not only read the book, but then I actually did some of the live story arc coaching process where I invited a friend of mine to open up her story. And then I take her through the story arc and just guide her through with some questions to clarify her signature story as she works in corporate now. She's a mom of three young kids. And like, who is she? What does she care about? Why does she care about the work she does? And as she shared that and the tears flowed and the room was silent, and then I shared that story back with her, it was this incredibly clarifying moment for me that what I do is not just for the masses out there. It's not just for the people that don't know me and can be wowed in a second, but it's for the people that are closest to me. And that was an opportunity for me to share what I do with the people around me so they can actually see and now go forward and say, oh, now I know what mm. he does. Oh, interesting. So I felt like I was known for this mm -hmm. to like a wider audience, but the people closest to me to some degree didn't know how to talk about that. And as long as that's the case, there's always going to be this like disc something missing. So that moment to me is launching the book, sharing this thing, now putting this out to the world was this absolute lock in clarity for me to say this, this is the thing, mm. this format, this structure, this passion, these stories, this is what I do. And this is why I do it to help every person feel so clear in their story that they can speak it out with confidence. Mm. And that's how I find you today, Brenda. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Uh, in that spirit. Mm. 
mm-hmm. no longer confused, but just now more clear mm-hmm. than I can imagine. Mm-hmm. That is not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. What did you expect? What did you hear? Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I love, so I love that. Well, I, um, what did I think? I think, well, cause I, part of what you and I had talked about, um, and I, I haven't actually publicly told anyone I'll say it cause I'm on the podcast, but I'm, I'm writing a book. Yeah, <laughs> and you and I talked about it, and um, and so I think like I I am so um in awe when people like write their book and they actually get it out into the world and, and launch it. So um, I'm so inspired by that, and so I think it was going to be more like oh, like I finally got this book out, and I'm a like I'm more confident as a person who um is out in the world with my book and my message is really clear and and so I think that is what you said but I think I thought it was going to be more to the masses or more to like oh like now people in the business world and now all these these entrepreneurs and and leaders all know that I'm the go-to guy for uh you know storytelling um so I wasn't expecting you to say about the the personal and the family well, I think that's it, right? And that's yeah, that's exactly. the key. I think that's we can stay kind of general. We can go up there and be like, "All right, this is what it is." And ultimately, yes, yeah. like th- it's almost like what happened in that moment with the the people closest then allows me to show up even stronger, even more co- confident, with even more ownership to the audience, the wide yes. audience out there. And yes. if that didn't happen, then this wouldn't be quite what it is as this is going to go forward. So mm-hmm. I think there's work to be done for all of us. Again, this is where we talk about, are we talking about in the home? Or are we talking about on a stage? Or are we talking, yeah. where is that influence and where is that impact happening? And the very end of the book, actually, I talk about the impact happening first with my kids in my home. Mm-hmm. Like before mm-hmm. you think about making an impact out there, make an impact here. Yes. If I everybody made story. the lasting impact with the people in their home, that's it. Mm-hmm. That that's changing. That's how we shift the world. That's how we change the world. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so it seems so simple, but it's so powerful. I feel. It does. Yeah. And I, I love that part in your book too, when you talked about your kids and how, you know, that was the, um, that your three kids are your world. That's my main assignment. That's what you said. That really spoke mm. to me when you said that. And um, so, and, and so that story is also just a beautiful example of, yeah, it's the people closest to us. And I talk in, you know, positive psychology, what the research is showing us is that more and more they're realizing it's the relationships in our lives. That's what brings us authentic happiness. It's the people in our lives. And so knowing that you're not only having that, it's that ripple effect, right? Like you're telling your story and then now the people closest to you know, and you're, you're giving them this tool so they can tell their stories. And then you're, it's having that ripple effect out into the, out into the world. So for those listening who are thinking, okay, I'm not a very good storyteller. How do I do this, Alex? Like, hey, I want to have this influence on the, whether it's as a, a mother, a friend, a business leader, I'm a, a, a per, an entrepreneur telling my brand story, whatever it is, how do I, and maybe this is too big a question, but like, how do, how do I get the confidence to do this? Like, how can I go from, here's here's a from to who I am yeah. now is a person who thinks I'm maybe not uh-huh. very good at telling a story, um, yeah. even though I have stories to tell, to a person who feels like, yeah, I'm I'm confident in my ability yeah. to tell a story that, that has an impact and can influence other people. Yeah, I mean, 
look at you just there. You just did that. That that's the thing. I think what's happening is you're you're right now like doing what I did earlier. You're just you're just starting with a a simple structure. And I th- I think that might be the key to all of this, which sounds so freaking boring. Like I'm I'm Enneagram 7. I want to live free and easy and just play <laughs> on the beach, but I recognize that I am actually better when I'm in a sandbox. When I have mm-hmm. some parameters and then give me all the toys in the sand and let me play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the way that most of us are is actually you're like, when you hear be a better storyteller, it's a wide open world out there. Mm-hmm. It's that's so abstract. And again, what kind of stories are, what do you mean storyteller? How are, are am I JK Rowling or am I, am I just like trying to tell this influential long lasting thing? And I think what just happened for you is you, it just showed up in your mind of this from to, oh, well, that's it. It's a structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That specifically, it's about the transformation. Mm-hmm. So how do you tell better stories? You get a simple structure that you can pull on at any moment and think, okay, how do I tell the story about this? I just had the craziest interaction when I was out grocery shopping, this old woman all her groceries spilled out and I was helping her put them back in. And then I looked in her eyes and I realized she was my kindergarten teacher. And I just wanted to thank her because I've never met her before. Like, I'm just making it up on the spot. I don't know. Wow. But you come home and you're like, how do I relay that story? Yeah. Yeah. And what I want you to do is to get really clear as you're driving home. And you're like, how do I pass this on? Tell us, get really clear on who you are now and who were you before that interaction. And then the interaction is going to fill in the blanks and we're going to be locked in. So if now you're like, I feel so relieved because I finally got to tell my kindergarten teacher how Mm -hmm. thankful I was for her. But like before I was grocery shopping, I didn't think I wasn't thinking about her, but then you won't believe what happened. Like, do you want to lean in or what? Right. So now you get to tell that story. And I think that's the structure. That's it is when you can learn to do that in a really simple way, mm-hmm. you're set free. Mm-hmm. Yes. Does yeah. That make sense? And you do lean in. It does make sense. It does. It definitely makes sense. And even like you starting to tell the story about being at the grocery store, I thought like, was he at the grocery store? Like you're so right. good. <laughs> Did he run him to his kid? Like that, that's a really great story. <laughs> Just pulling stuff out of the air. That's, that's, and, and I, again, then I'm making up. I don't know. I'm just playing around here, but that you make up those examples. And then what happened in my brain was, okay, great. That's a, that's a moment. Mm-hmm. But now what kind of person would go through that moment and how would that feel after you got to do that? Okay. Well, how do you feel before you do that? Mm-hmm. Again, those are all the things that are going through my head. It's this feeling of transformation. If you can explain the transformation, you've got a story. If yes. there's no transformation, there is no, there's story. no story. And so yeah. And I, I love that how you say, and it, it comes down to two words of feeling. So, and yours is from confusion to clarity, right? Yeah, like that yeah. you take people from confusion and that feeling of being confused to, um, to clarity. And mm-hmm. I think that's really important to, to think about, you know, and I'm thinking about, and so I'm just going to talk a little bit about my personal experience with like telling, like as a speaker telling stories, cause I, I feel yeah. like where I come at this, um, is that so like in the speaking world and you you can probably 
I don't know, maybe you can relate to this. So there are speakers out there that have these huge stories. And this is kind of this whole, you know, how we compare ourselves to other people, uh-huh. right? And we think, oh, maybe my stories. Like, I think part of what we do, and I don't know if men do this as much as women, but you think, well, who wants to hear my story? Like, is my story really that? Like, doesn't everyone have a story like this? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, you see these people on stages and like like a Tony Robbins. And it's like, I was doing dishes in my bathtub and now I yeah, have right. a jet, right? Like, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's a woman actually who is in, uh, she's in my field. And, and I talk about like people like sharing their gifts and career. And her story is like, she was literally like at gunpoint and, mm-hmm. you know, some, and she prayed like, God, if, you know, I survive this, I promise to share my gifts. And I'm like, okay, how do I get on a stage and talk about um, my story? I don't have the gunpoint story or the doing dishes in my bathtub. Like, who am I to be, you know, telling a story? And um, and so it is like, do you, like, I think that that, that happens. And so I have, um, I do have a story that I tell. And, um, and I feel like that is my signature story. Um, Mm -hmm. But in even looking at your stuff that you do, I realized I was jumping more into the story as opposed to doing the like, who am I now? And then who was I? And then what happened and um, who I am, right? So you say, like, you actually have four steps, right? The declare who kind of, I guess the declare who I am is like who you are in the world today. But then you jump into like who I was, here's what happened and, and who I am. And my story was about my losing my dad. Um, and those that have been following me and listening to the podcast yeah. Um, yeah. lost my dad when I was 24. He was only 65 um, years old. And at his funeral, everybody was saying, um, wow, like that's so sad that he died at 65. Like the tra- what a tragedy that he was 65, just about to retire. And I was so confused. I was like, well, why? Like, I don't understand. It's a tragedy that he died. But what are they talking about? Like in my 24-year-old brain, it's like, why Why do they keep saying he was just about to retire and he was 65? What is that all about? Like, what was the underlying message? And I realized the underlying message was, oh, he died at 65 just when he was about to actually live his life. Because so many people wait till they retire to actually do right. what they want to do. And so then I was going around correcting everyone like, but no, my dad, he actually did all the things he wanted to do. He lived in three different countries and he started all these businesses. And I had to kind of say like, yes, it's sad he died, but it's not sad because he was turning 65. He wasn't waiting. To, and thank God. And then thank God he was not waiting to be 65 yeah. to live his life. And so a big mission for me is don't wait till you retire to live your life. Mm-hmm. Don't be, because yes, that would be a tragedy. Imagine having a massive heart attack when you're 65 and you're gone and you haven't done all the things you wanted to do in the world. Mm. So um, anyway, so that I I just feel, I don't know, um, selfishly, I'm sharing that story too, because I'm thinking like that, that, but I feel like that is my story, but I feel like I don't actually always know how to tell it. So um, yeah. So, <laughs> okay. So, so I don't know if you want to here. play with that or this if you want to play with something else. <laughs> oh, I love this because, okay, let's just address the first part because you started out saying, and your listeners are going to agree with me on this. You started out saying, I don't have the big wild story. Mm-hmm. I don't have the the dishes in the bathtub or the held a gunpoint, you know, go further, prison, drug dealing, whatever you want to do, right? I don't have those yeah. stories. Like if I had a dollar for every time that I heard somebody kind of 
yeah, it, you're right. It's a place of comparison. Mm-hmm. It's saying their story is better than my story. And yet what you just did was bring out these seemingly insignificant comments that people made, yes, around this significant moment when your father died, but they're these little comments that you picked up. And those little comments opened up a much bigger idea to you simply because you were aware and you noticed and you noticed there was something bigger going on, which was, oh, people are in this mindset of waiting. Mm -hmm. But I didn't grow up like that. I watched my dad truly like live. He, He didn't wait. He he went for it. And maybe the only difference is that people didn't see that he went for it. But so then this moment happens where your dad dies and then you're surrounded by all these people who apparently are living that life as well and are so sad and sorry. You're like, no, 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 no. Hold on. He went for it. And if you're waiting, I think that you should actually understand who he was and you should go for it too. Don't wait. Just go. Mm-hmm. Like there's. Th- and so as we're all listening to this, we're like, we don't need the dishes in the bathtub story because you just told us this really beautiful moment that opened up something in our souls to say, yeah, what am I waiting for? Am I waiting until then that isn't guaranteed? Or should I take Brenda's advice and start living now and make the adjustments and truly flourish? Mm-hmm. That's what I've got to do. Mm-hmm. So let's just crumple up and throw away that garbage that is, I don't have a good enough story. My story isn't cool enough or flashy enough or explosive enough as this person or that person. Because when you lock in on how you changed, then you can zone in on any moment in your life and we will lock in whether it's meeting your kindergarten teacher in the grocery store, which right. I don't know if that even happened in anyone's <laughs> life, or it's me, it's, it's right. I tell a story about sitting quietly next to my mom's bedside when she was passing away mm-hmm. and the conversation that we had that nobody else was privy to. Mm-hmm. And there's only the sound of her weak voice and the hospital machines beeping in the background. That's a small and uninteresting Un, un, non-explosive as it gets. But that moment shifted things for me. So that moment matters. Mm-hmm. And Can if you that share moment matters, that moment? Because it opens I, up. Yeah. Can you share that moment with us? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I, it's in your book. I know it. It's really beautiful. Yeah. I mean, and, th- and this is it. it. This is one of the things of just recognizing how small the moment can be, but it's the significance that it carries. So, you know, if I talk about how, how I followed my mom's footsteps and just wanted to be like her, absolutely worshiped the ground she stood on and, and wanted to enter a room like she did, as I said at the beginning. And then, yeah, it's almost 12 years ago now. She actually right around February, we're almost, we're at the beginning of February here is right around Valentine's Day is always the symbol of, mm. oh, shoot. That's when it happened. Um, she'd been feeling kind of sick and then went to the hospital and got checked on. And uh, they took her to the ER and she never left the hospital because they found stage four stomach cancer. And it was just wreaking havoc. Mm. And she had no idea. 
And so this woman that I obviously adored then was in there and everything shifted. And in the last weekend that we didn't know was the last weekend, but of course you kind of see things going. And uh, I sat there with her and you just start to go, okay, I'm not going to waste to your point. Why, what am I waiting for? Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to ask the questions that need to be asked. Yeah. And so I asked her, I just asked her, I was like, we talked about what she did and how the life she led and everything. And, and I said, like, what did you like about being an actress? What was so good about that? And she had these like giant Coke bottle lens glass, like the, the worst <laughs> eyesight of anybody. I'm sure they were so thick. They're absurd, <laughs> these glasses, but they magnified her eyes, with deep brown eyes that then looked at me and were so magnified. And she said, um, it was the gift of entertainment that she could give. It was this gift that she, when she shared a story as an actress, put on a character and put on whatever performance it was, she could give something to the audience in that hour and a half that they then would take with them back to their lives. And that was what it was. It was truly giving a gift of herself to this person that would then affect their life outside of the theater. And it was like such a quiet, subtle moment, but something clicked for me there where I realized all this effort that I had put into like trying to impress people and trying to be something for them. Here was my mom putting 40 years plus of her life it's really she did this since she was a child so 60 years into learning how to just give a gift to people mm-hmm. and i just felt like that was the most pure example of doing the thing that you're here to do and sharing it with the world and it just happened to be all focused around storytelling and so that was 12 years ago and i feel like only now Am I really understanding what that looks like? Mm-hmm. But it started with a spark there where I, I I now am more clear that this isn't about grabbing somebody's attention with my story. Goodness. Get that out of here. This is about connecting. Mm-hmm. This is about sharing something that I have authentically with you that hopefully lasts beyond this moment because mm-hmm. that's lasting impact. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I love this story on so many levels, Alex. Thank you (laughs) for sharing that. Like, just, you know, I think to prove your point of it can be a non-explosive, a simple moment of being Uh in a hospital room and, and seizing the moment to, you know, have that conversation with your mom and those words of wisdom and the impact it had on you. But then I just think I I love that you shared this story because we started out before we hopped on the mic here today about how we could have a serve and have a big impact with our conversation here today. And I feel emotional because it's all about sharing our gifts with the world and how beautiful your mom is an example of like she flourishes, right? A woman that was sharing her gifts, her talents, and imagine had she not, right? Had she, Imagine had she let fear or anything get in the way of getting up on that stage and and how beautiful that you know, on her deathbed, she's able to look back and say to her son, like, I shared this gift. I shared this gift and I had this impact on on people in the world. And I I shared that gift. And I just think like that is just so beautiful and what a what a perfect story for um all and of I, us listening. 
if I can add to it just a little bit, like, I mean, yeah. it's by all means, you can look at that and say, great. So, you know, Margaret's impact ended uh, April 22nd, 2000. Jeez, what was that? Not too long. <laughs> Not long ago. I don't know, yeah. too long ago, whatever. Um, 2012. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but here we sit. She's nowhere to be seen. She's nowhere around. Yeah. And yet I know this is stirring up something within people. Um, and it's me figuring out how to share this, how to continue that, not just her story, but recognize that it's actually my story. And then it will be my kid's story. Mm-hmm. And then it will be the story of those that continue to listen to this and then pass it on and say, oh, that is what it's actually about. It's the small moments that matter. It's recognizing that my story does matter. And it's time for me to start sharing it. Mm. And so in in hearing that, I can only hope that her impact continues long beyond this. Um, and that to me is, again, that that's, that's the gift that we should. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Thank you. Yes. Yes. I know. I know that uh, those listening that that they are going to be impacted by Mm-hmm. your mom and and your story. So Alex, um we're we're running out of time here. I feel like I just could talk so to you quick, all hey? day. <laughs> I know. Okay. Um but you know, we can't give away the whole book, right? Cuz people have to, <laughs> you know, they need to go buy it. So uh yeah. so tell us or actually before we tell us about more about your book and how people can connect with you and and get coached by you if if they want coaching with their story. Um I ask all my guests, um, I shifted the question a little bit for you because you're a male guest. The question is typically what, you know, what's one thing you most recommend that women do to flourish in their lives, but we want to save you from like mansplaining to the women that how oh, they can flourish. So, <laughs> so I will say, what do you most recommend people could do to flourish in their lives? Yeah, Let me tell you what women should do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it doesn't. <laughs> right. It doesn't work. Well. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just all humans. Like, what should I do? What do I recommend that women, sh- people should do so that they thrive? Um, it really is. It's about uh, believing, recognizing that your story is first for you. So any work that you do in clarifying your story, it's first so that you can look in the mirror and say, oh my goodness, look how I've changed. Because when you do that, then you get the confidence to go forward and truly face anything today, knowing that I'm not who I was. I am who I am and I'm going to continue to go and impact the world in this way. So your story is first for you. Stand forward with that. Beautiful. Thank you for that. And my final question, how can people get in touch with you? How can they get your book? How can they find out more about the work that you do in the world and the coaching that you do in the world? Yeah, brilliant. So I mostly hang out on Instagram. I'm at Street Says on there. You can find me, DM me. It's always me. There's no bots. There's nothing there. So just come connect with me there. Let me know what stood out to you from this conversation. That'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the book is available on Amazon. It's Story Arc. Look up Story Arc. It'll be the first thing that shows up. Nice blue cover with an arc on it. And then as far as any work that I do, so I'm just starting something actually tomorrow, which will be in the past when this podcast drops, but uh, it's called Story Arc Sessions. So this is a group coaching program that I am uh, leading that will be live coaching every single week. So if you want to dive into your story, speaking skills, communication, messaging, anything, 
Um, this is going to be a weekly conversation that that happens, and that is going to be the way to get coached through Story Arc Coaching going forward. So uh, you can find that on my website, alexstreet.ca, and come on in and join the sessions. Beautiful. I'll put those. I'll make sure that's all in the show notes. And Excellent. Alex, can people, if they, if if they, uh, it starts February sixth. Is it? Can people join? After it's ongoing that time? enrolment. Come it's on ongoing. in anytime, and you just Perfect. sign up for you know a few months, and then you're okay. you're in, and you're a part of the community. Excellent. Thank you. So we'll yeah. make sure that all of those ways to connect with you, um, as well as the link to your book are all in the uh, in the show notes. And it's Story Arc and it's A-R-C, Story Arc. All, all one yes. word, right? Yep. All one word. Okay. Wonderful. Well, Alex, this has just been such a joy, um, such a gift to have you here on the podcast. So thank you so much for being my guest today. My absolute pleasure. You just held such a beautiful space and asked great questions. Let the spirit flow here. And I, it's just always such a joy to be on the other end of a conversation like this. So thank you, Brenda. And um, yeah, it's just uh, thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the She Flourishes podcast. I hope this episode has inspired you to keep on creating the flourishing life you deserve. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend who would benefit from it. And remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you're listening. To learn more about how you can live a flourishing life, head over to brendajasmine.com or follow me on Instagram at underscore brendajasmine. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, keep on sharing your gifts with the world. See you soon.